Exodus chapter 20, and I'm going to read verse 7. And then we'll go to Leviticus 19 and read verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 7, and Leviticus 19, and verse 12. 20 and 7 says, Do not misuse the name of Yahweh your Mighty One, because Yahweh will punish anyone who misuses His name. Then in Leviticus 19, verse 12, we read, You must not swear falsely by My name, profaning the name of your Mighty One. I am Yahweh. May Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. I was talking to a fellow one time about the sacred name, and he remarked how it grated on him to hear someone swear using God's name. And he made a clever statement by saying, you know, God's last name is not damn. And I chuckled, and I looked at him, and I said, you know what, you're right. And his first name is not God. In Exodus 20, verse 7, the King James Version reads, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God, or Yahweh thy Mighty One, in vain. For Yahweh will not hold him guiltless, who taketh his name in vain. The complete Jewish Bible gives an interesting take on this verse that I believe is good. And it reads, You are not to use lightly the name of Yahweh. It actually says Adonai, but the Hebrew text there is the Tetragrammaton. You are not to use lightly the name of Yahweh your Mighty One because Yahweh will not leave unpunished someone who uses His name lightly. In our series through the commandments, we've seen that the first commandment teaches us that there is no higher authority than Yahweh. The second commandment teaches us that we should not form idols to represent Yahweh and that we should worship Yahweh on His terms alone. And the third commandment goes right along with these first two in teaching us that the name of the Almighty should be held sacred. His name expresses who He is. His name is part of who He is. Now, I've used the name Yahweh in reading from Exodus 20 and verse 7 from three versions of the Bible. And this is because that This is the name that belongs in Exodus 20 and verse 7. Now you'll find it rendered in most English translations as the Lord in all capital letters. While the word Lord carries the meaning of master or superior, the letters there in Hebrew are yod Hey, wah Hey, coming over into English as Y-H-W-H. And this is the sacred name, or you may have heard somebody say the divine name or the holy name. This is the name that Yeshua spoke of when He taught us to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It said, when you pray, pray like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed or sacred or holy, be thy name. During the second temple period, a Jewish tradition to not speak the sacred name came about. It started, I believe, with a noble beginning. People were worried about violating the third commandment. They didn't want to misuse the name. They didn't want to take the name in vain. They didn't want to use the name lightly. 
And that's a righteous concern. That's a concern for the third commandment. The problem is, oftentimes, when we place fences around Yahweh's law, we end up violating His law in other areas. Such is the case at hand. Because when you read Holy Scripture, you don't find any patriarch or any prophet or any holy man in Scripture that felt this way about the third commandment. Nowhere will you find, well, we don't want to take His name lightly or in vain or misuse it, So the best way for us to not do that is just to not speak it. You don't find that in the Bible. Psalm 99 verse 6 is a good verse. It says this, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those calling on his name. They called to Yahweh and he answered them. At the burning bush in Exodus 3.15, the Almighty said to Moses this, Yahweh is my name forever. It is my memorial to all generations. The word memorial means remembrance. Yahweh is telling Moses, this is how I want to be remembered. This is how I want you to remember me. The NIV translation says here, it's beautiful. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. It's important that we use the name of Yahweh because it's how He desires to be remembered. Now, we may say, well, when I say the Lord or when I say God, He knows who I'm talking about. But it does not matter how we think He should be remembered. What matters is what He wants. What matters is what He commands. The name Yahweh means... I will be who I will be. Rendered in some Bibles as I am that I am. It's better I will be who I will be. The meaning carries with it the idea that He is the Creator. He's the sustainer of the universe. He's self-existent. No one brought Him into existence and there's never been a time when He has not existed. He is the one who makes everything else happen. And every time we say Yahweh, we're acknowledging His supremacy over the universe. Yahweh is not just any name. It is the supreme name. So a first way that we take His name in vain is by not using it. The word vain means nothingness or emptiness to bring to naught or falsity. The Jewish tradition says, if we do not speak the divine name, we will not have the possibility of misusing the name. And the problem is this, by not speaking it, we are taking it in vain. By not using it, we are bringing it to naught. We are removing from our vocabulary the very name the Creator desires to be remembered by. A second way that we violate the third commandment is by taking His name upon our lips in a vow or an oath and not keeping that vow. This is likely the primary meaning of the commandment in the days of old. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13 says this, Fear Yahweh your Mighty One, worship Him, and take your oaths in His name. 
In Genesis 24, Abraham required that his servant place his hand under his thigh and swear by the holy name that he would perform a task. And in Jeremiah chapter 34, the Israelites are said to have freed their male and female servants in the year of release, the seventh year, as is commanded in Exodus 21. But then they changed their mind and they enslaved those servants all over again. Listen to Jeremiah 34 verses 14 through 15. Listen to this. Yahweh speaking. He says, Today you repented and did what pleased me, each of you proclaiming freedom for his neighbor. You made a covenant before me at the temple called by my name, but you have changed your minds and profaned my name. Each has taken back his male and female servants who had been freed to go wherever they wanted, and you have again subjugated them to be your servants. Oaths were taken in the name of Yahweh to show forth the seriousness of the oath. You know, no one else can really hold you accountable to an oath. You may get away with backing up on an oath in this life. But Yahweh says in the third commandment that He will hold you accountable. He will punish those who do not keep their oaths in His name. When you promise Yahweh that you will do something, when you pray to Yahweh and tell Him you are going to do something, and then you back off of that promise, you have spoken His name in vain. You have taken His name in vain. In Matthew chapter 5, Yeshua rebuked the scribes and the Pharisees for developing a loophole in the law of swearing by Yahweh's name. And Yeshua told them in Matthew 5, He said this, Don't take an oath at all, either by heaven, because it is the Almighty's throne, or by the earth, because it is His footstool, or by Jerusalem, because it's the city of the great King. Neither should you swear by your head, because you cannot make a single hair white or black. Now some people have taken Yeshua's words here as a command to not take oaths at all. Even oaths in Yahweh's name. But if we take that interpretation or understanding, it contradicts the law of Yahweh and it contradicts what Yahweh the Father says in Deuteronomy 6.13 where He commands us to take our oaths in His name. What's happening in Matthew 5 is this. The Pharisees had come up with a way of taking oaths that did not technically hold them accountable. They would swear, but they would not use the sacred name in their oath. They would swear by heaven. They would swear by the earth. They would swear by Jerusalem. They would swear by their beard. And when they didn't keep their word, it was okay, at least in their minds, because they said, after all, we didn't pronounce the sacred name when we took the oath. And Yeshua is saying, don't take this kind of an oath at all. Your yes should be yes. Your no should be no. Oaths should be serious. We should not have to go around all the time swearing oaths to prove our word. Our words should be yes and no on a regular basis. There's nothing wrong with taking a serious oath and using Yahweh's name. You know, when I was a teenager, I heard of one guy on the construction job site who would always tell stories while the men were out there working. And then in the midst of the story, he would say, that's the God's honest truth, y'all. That's the God's honest truth. And when he said that, you knew that he was lying. As soon as he brought God into it, things got sketchy. 
And he would say it to try to make you think that he was telling the truth. But you knew as soon as he said it, he was starting to tell a fib. You don't have to swear all the time to back up your word. You don't have to swear, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. You don't have to swear on a stack of Bibles or on your mother's grave as some traditions that I've heard growing up say. Oaths were serious, they were formal, and they were taken in Yahweh's name. We have righteous examples of this in Scripture. But to take an oath in the name of Yahweh and back off of it is a violation of the third commandment. A third way that we can violate this commandment is by using Yahweh's name flippantly or in a joking or light manner. His name is sacred, set apart. So therefore, it should be held by us as sacred. That does not mean we can't use His name in our everyday speech. For example, in the book of Ruth, Boaz came out to greet his workers in the field and the way that he greeted them was by saying, Yahweh be with you. And they would reply, and Yahweh blessed you. That's acceptable. It's okay to use Yahweh's name in our day-to-day speech. What we want to make sure we do not do is use it lightly. Don't speak Yahweh's name in a joke. Don't use it half-heartedly. Or Yah forbid, don't use it in the midst of unrighteous anger or in a curse. In Leviticus chapter 24, you know there's only, to my knowledge, there's only three examples in the Bible or in the Old Testament where the death penalty is recorded as being carried out. One of them is for the matter of Achan's sin in the book of Joshua. The other is in Numbers 15 where a man broke the Sabbath day. And the third is in Leviticus 24. There was a fight that broke out in Leviticus 24 between the son of of an Israelite woman and an Israelite man. And the woman's son in the midst of the fight cursed and blasphemed the sacred name. The young man was brought to Moses, and when Moses went and asked the father what should be done, Yahweh the father, Yahweh told Moses, stone the young man to death. That's serious. Yahweh said to Moses, if anyone curses his mighty one, he will bear the consequences of his sin. Now this brings me back to the beginning of my sermon where I talked about the man who said God's last name is not damn. Now, I do not believe that God is the name of the Creator. I actually believe God is the name of a false idol. God is not the name of the Holy Creator. But I do believe that when people use the expression, and I'm saying this for the sake of the sermon, when people use the expression, God damn, they are blaspheming the Creator. And this is why I believe that. Because that is the intention behind the phrase. In their minds, God means the mighty one spoken about in Holy Scripture. So when someone uses this expletive, they're violating the third commandment in principle. They're using an appellative for Yahweh in a demeaning way. Now, I think the same thing stands true for when you hear someone cursing and in the midst of their curse they say, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't believe Jesus is the name of the Father or the Son. But the intention behind that phrase is to use the name of the Messiah in a curse 
word or in a in a flippant manner. Uh, I always think about probably one of my favorite movies, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where they search for the Holy Grail. And there's a scene in that movie where you have Indiana and his dad on a motorcycle. And Indiana gets mad at his dad. And in the midst of getting mad at his dad, he said, Jesus Christ, Dad. And Sean Connery, which plays his dad, slaps him across the face. And he says, that's for blasphemy, right? (laughs) I don't do a very good Sean Connery impression. But he slaps him across the face and he tells him that's for blasphemy because we don't use the name of Christ in a flippant manner, in a light manner. And so I don't believe that God is the name of the Father and Jesus is the name of the Son, but I believe the intentions behind those uses are negative. They're wrong, and I believe they're sinful. A fourth way that we can violate the third commandment is by living a lifestyle that does not promote the ways of Yahweh. People who know us in here know that we stand for the name of Yahweh. You've probably heard the same thing that I've heard. That's that Yahweh church or that's that Yahweh fella or that Yahweh woman. We're called by His name. What we do and what we stand for speaks for Yahweh. What we do shines a big bright light on His name. And if we use His name on our lips and then live a life of wickedness, It brings dishonor to His name. The Apostle Paul wrote of the sacred name being blasphemed among the heathens by the way that certain Israelites were living. And Paul rebukes this hypocrisy. He says that some Israelites say they uphold the law and they boast in the Almighty, but they don't practice what they speak. He says in Romans 2, 17-24, in part, "...you then who teach someone else, do you not teach yourself?" You who boast in the law, do you dishonor the Almighty by breaking the law? For as it is written, the name of the Almighty is blasphemed among the heathens because of you. We are to live as Yahweh's people in such a way that people see that we're different in a good way, in a righteous way. The book of Proverbs says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter to the full day. People should know that we're different in a good way. In our marriages, we should be different. In the way we train our children, we should be different. In our businesses, even in our recreation, how we handle ourselves, how we act, we should be different. People should know that we're different. It's not that we have to always be preachy, but they should know because of the way that we live, our lifestyle is not the same as everybody else's. And therefore, when they need somebody to trust, they come to Yahweh's people. They need somebody to pray for them, they call one of Yahweh's men or Yahweh's women up to pray. People should come to us for help. And if we live up to the standard of the name of Yahweh, that will happen. I've had people that have even spoken evil of me get in trouble. I don't say this. For me, it's Yahweh. It's Yahweh. But I've had people that have spoken evil of me get in trouble and call me for help. Why? Because they see something different. They should see something different in all of us. 
Now, once again, that's not Brother Matthew. I am what I am by the grace of Yahweh. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth within me. But people should know that Yahweh's people are a cut above, are a step above. Not that we're boasting, but we live differently than the ways of the world. We don't do the things that the world does. We don't act the way that worldly people act. We're different in our conduct. We're different in our speech. But when we live half-heartedly, when we, when we speak the name of Yahweh and we live half-heartedly, or we serve Yahweh half-heartedly, or we live the opposite way that His law teaches, we cause His name to be blasphemed among the heathens. They say, look, I knew there was nothing to that Yahweh stuff because look at how He is living or look at how she is living. Look at what they are doing. I knew there was nothing to that. That's a way we can take Yahweh's name in vain by not living up to the standard of His name. And a fifth way, and there's probably others, but this will be my last point in this lesson. A fifth way of violating this commandment is when people so casually claim that Yahweh spoke to them about something. It's like some people have a big red phone that they can call the Lord up on. Now, I am not saying that Yahweh cannot speak to you. He can. I'm just saying this. Number one, I don't believe the majority of the claims because they're much too frequent and nonsensical. Number two, do not say that Yahweh spoke to you if you just feel an impulse while you're reading or studying. And number three, do not say it unless it actually happened. If it happened... By all means, let it be known. But if it didn't, don't say it. I hear people say, well, the Lord spoke to me. And I'm thinking, did you hear a voice? Was it bass, baritone? Was it tenor? What, what, I mean, what, what's going on? Did you hear it? Or did you just feel an impulse? There's been many times I've been reading and studying the Scriptures and I felt a righteous feeling. Or maybe my hair started standing up on my arms because something I read was... Beautiful to me or wonderful to me. And, you know, in a way you could say that's Yahweh, you know, interacting with you. But don't say Yahweh spoke to you if He didn't speak to you. I hear some preachers on the TV, it's like they talk to Him every day, like one-on-one. Listen, in the Bible there were only a few people that He spoke to verbally. In the Scriptures. Holy men. Set-apart men. Men that fasted for 80 days and 80 nights without food and without water. Yahweh spoke to that kind of man. That's not Brother Matthew. I'm not Moses. But Yahweh spoke to Moses like a man talks with his friend. Mouth to mouth, face to face. As for other men, they get visions and they get dreams, but Yahweh speaks to Moses different, the Bible says. Mouth to mouth, face to face. There were only a few people that Yahweh verbally spoke to in Scripture. And so if you claim that He spoke to you, if you hear somebody claim that Yahweh spoke to you and it didn't really happen, they've just used, or you've just used, in your case, His name in vain. You've attributed something to Him that is false. Now, the first use of the law of Yahweh is as a mirror to show us our sin. And each time I teach on a commandment, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, your first thought, will be conviction and a desire to repent. If you hear the teaching of the commandments and you think, yep, I got that one checked, got that one checked, got that one checked, you're deceiving yourself. 
Each of the commandments are designed to drive us to the need of the Savior. And then after they have done that, we repent. And we ask Yahweh to help us be obedient to His law. And we can be. We can keep His commandments. Contrary to popular belief, we can. But only with His Spirit, which means only with His help. So I want you to know, and I have to remind myself of this every day. I have to preach the gospel to myself every day because I need it every day and I tend to forget it a lot. But I want you to know that no matter what you have done, you can ask Yahweh to forgive you and He will do it. That's right. That's right. Isn't that wonderful? You can get on your knees and ask Yahweh to forgive you and repent of your transgression of His law. And He will forgive you. He will. I was reading the other day in the Gospel of Luke where Yeshua says in Luke 17, He says, if your brother sins against you and he turns and repents, you have to forgive him. I said, okay, all right. And I read the next sentence. It said, if he sins against you seven times in one day, but he turns each time and says, I'm sorry, brother, I repent. You've got to forgive him. Seven times? Every day? Something ain't right. That's what it says, though. So that means if me and TJ are riding down the road and I fly off the handle at him, and then I feel bad, and I said, Brother TJ, I shouldn't have said what I said. I'm sorry, brother. He says, don't worry about it, Brother Matthew. It's okay. Then an hour later, I do the same thing. He says, man, you should have learned your lesson the first time. Yeshua says seven times. Then there's another place where He says 70 times seven. And that ain't meaning that you keep track of 490 times. And when He gets to the 491st time, you say, I can't forgive you. It's 491. <laughs> it's not what He means right there. It's a, it's a completion. It's a perfection thing. He's saying when somebody asks you to forgive them and they repent, you got to forgive them. And what helps me do that is knowing how many times Yahweh has forgiven me. Oh, He's forgiven me so much. And so, you know, that's the gospel is that because of what the Messiah has done for us in His perfect life and substitute death and victorious resurrection and ascension and now He's in heaven performing the duties of the high priest in the heavenly tabernacle. That's amazing. But because of what, it, what He's done, we have an advocate with the Father. And we can be forgiven of our sins. And so as I'm preparing this sermon, I'm thinking, man, I've taken His name in vain. But that's not something I want to practice. I want to do better. I want to do what Yahweh says to do. He will not leave unpunished those who take His name in vain. But He will reward those who reverence and honor His name. May we be among those who have a high regard for His name. And may we be a special possession on the day that He is preparing. And may He have compassion on us as a man has compassion on a son that serves Him. Let's honor Yahweh's name. We'll pick this back up next week with the fourth commandment. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Father Yahweh, thank You for Your Word. 
Forgive me for where I have not honored your name. Help me, Yahweh, to revere it, to hold it sacred. Please, Yahweh, stop me, catch me. I need your help tremendously. May we be a people here in the congregation that that stand out. Our light shines to bring you glory. And that people will hold your name in high regard because they see your people doing such. Thank you for your commandments. They truly show us how to live and how to act properly. Thank you so much for instructing and showing us how we ought to live. We praise you, Father, through your Son. Amen.